0: Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord. Oh, come on, so we can do better than that. Somebody shout, praise the, praise the Lord. Amen. Let's let's all stand at this time. Amen. We got the music going. We're gonna play the music. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Um, feel so good to be in the house, Lord, one more time. How many people are ready to hear a word from the Lord? Amen. Let's do this thing. Come on, let's give him a round of applause. He's worthy. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in word of prayer. Let's ask him to bless us. Let's bow our heads. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We appreciate you, God. We give you all the honor and the glory. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. Right now, speak to us, God. Open our hearts and our minds, God. Guide us and direct us through your word. Give us understanding. Give us wisdom, God. Show us, Lord, how to make heaven our home, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you the honor, the praise. And everybody that was ready said in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God one more round of applause. He's worthy of all the praise. Amen. All right, we ready to rock and roll. You may be seated. God bless you as you are seated. Amen. Those of you that have Bibles, turn with me to John 3. 16, John 3:16, John chapter three, and verse 16. How many people have it memorized? If you don't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the first ones. Brother said, "No, I got Acts 2:38 though. I got Acts. I got John 11:35. Jesus wet. Amen. Amen." <laughs> Amen. The scripture says like this. Those of you got it. Amen. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. One more time from the top. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, all of this month, the month of December, we are talking um, and discussing the topic of giving. Of giving. Amen. And on this portion of scripture, um, I would like to glean my title from this portion of scripture tonight Where is the Love? Turn to someone next to you, tell them, Where is the Love? Some of you are already thinking of the song Where is the Love? Where's the love? Turn to somebody behind you. Tell them, where's the love? Where's the love at? <laughs> Important question, because what we see in this scripture, it's one of the most widely recognized um, portions of scripture um, in the world and in Christianity today is John three sixteen. Um, the context that it comes from, Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus and he was explaining to him things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And, and uh, Nicodemus didn't want to receive it. So as Jesus began to break it down in uh, baby terms, this is the way that he broke it down. And he told him, well, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him uh, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And what it's talking about is love. Love is not, um, it's not an emotion. A lot of people think that love is an emotion. Oh, I love her so much. She makes me feel warm and tingly inside. Love is not an emotion. Love is a verb. Love is an action. Love is something you do. And more common than not, the action that we see love associated with more commonly is giving. Turn to someone and say giving. Amen when you when you love somebody you you give them something amen when when people are in 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 groups in in auditoriums they say show your love what do you do when they say show your love you 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 give a round of applause you're giving something you got to give something to be able to show your love you love your wife what do you do you give her your promise amen that you will keep yourself to her and none other right you're always giving something to show your affection, to show your love. In this case, Jesus gave the ultimate, which is his own life. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. Um, Those of you that were here last year for um, New Year's Eve, remember I brought this book up here? Every time I talk about giving, I, I talk about this book. Everybody's like, yeah, I remember that book. Um, this book is called the, S- the Giving Tree, and it's by a man named Shel Silverstein. Whether or not he's still with us, I don't know. But the book is not, um, its its not um, it doesn't have a Christian or religious connotation to it. I, I believe that it's more of a secular book, but it has a lot of, of, of spiritual aspects that can be gleaned from it. I'm not going to say a lot, but it has a, a one main spiritual aspect that can be gleaned from it, and that is giving. Turn to someone next to you and say giving. And, um, I know you didn't read the book, but I read the book. (laughs) And, um, the book is, the book is just, it it has a big impact on me, which is the reason why I always bring it up. And I talk about whenever I I teach on giving, um, because the tree didn't give money. Mm -mm. A lot of people, when they think of giving, the first thing you think of is money right and you're like here they come again oh, this guy's coming to the pulpit right now okay oh he's gonna ask for an offering i bet he don't ask for no offering right now lord have mercy he just asked for an offering <laughs> what do these people think that i'm made of money these people think that i got so much money they come up every week every wednesday night and they ask it for my money how much money do these people think i got the church think i'm made of money you laugh, the people that are laughing are the ones that think it, they're like, yeah, brother. But that's right away when people associate giving with money, they, they, they think that it's all about money. But giving isn't always about money. <clears throat> giving, giving ain't about money. So, what needs to happen as a as, as a church and as a people of God is we need to change our mindset about what giving is. Giving is a way to 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 show your love to give a piece of yourself to somebody to sacrifice. How many people know what sacrifice is? Sacrifice is very important it 's very important because because It shows people the value that you place on them or something, what you're willing to sacrifice. A person that sacrifices is willing to give up something of value. Um, I I always use this illustration, but in baseball, when, um, when you have one out and your team is up to bat, you can, you can sacrifice a batter in order to, to, to bring a runner in for the good of a team. It's called a sacrifice fly or a sacrifice bunt. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Those of you that know baseball? No? Okay, there's no baseball people here. But anyway, the point is, is that you're sacrificing something important. You're giving something up in return for, 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 for something of value. Amen. Um, what the tree, does in this book. And I'm going to give you the um, unabridged summary. I'm not going to read the book, but I'm basically going to tell you what the book is about. Amen. Somebody in the first sentence of the book, um, it talks about how there's a tree and then there's a boy. And in the first sentence, it says the tree, she loved the boy and the boy loved the tree. And the boy would come out every day and he would play with the tree and he would gather the leaves that would fall and he would make the leaves into a crown and he would play the tree and and the boy would play hide and go seek. And the boy began to get older and he began to swing and climb the trunk and swing in the branches and play. And and, and as he got even older and even bigger, um, he got to the point where he really wasn't interested in the tree anymore and he started becoming interested in girls and the tree would say, "Hey, boy, what are you doing? Come and tra- come and play in the, tray- in the tree. Come and swing in the branches, and 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 come and and climb my trunk and and have fun." And he said, "You know what? I really don't want to do that anymore. I'm kind of too old for that. What I really want to do is get some money, and I want to I want to go out and have fun." And the tree, wanting to please and wanting to to love the boy, says, "You know what? Well, here, take my apples." And go and sell them in the city and you can have money. And that's what the boy did. The boy climbed up in the tree and he took the apples and he went into the city and he sold them and he had fun. Well, years later, um, the boy comes back to the tree, but now he's a young man. And the tree crawls out to the boy, even though the boy is a man. The tree says, boy, come up, climb the trunk, play in my branches, have fun. And the tree, uh, the the, the tree, uh, the boy responds to the tree and says, you know what? He says, I'm kind of too old for that. Um, really what I need right now is I need a house and uh, I need some kind of stabilization in my life. And the tree responds says, well, look, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, have a house to give you. The forest is my house, but you can take all of my branches and you can make yourself a house. So the boy just does the, does just that takes all the branches and carries them away. And he goes and he builds himself a, ha- a house and the book goes on to say that the tree was very happy to give the branches years later. As an older man, he comes back, and the tree, excited, shook with joy, says, come on, boy, come climb the trunk, come and play in my branches the way that we used to do. And uh, the boy says, well, you know, you ain't really got no branches, but I'm kind of too old, really, to be climbing trees right now. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm just tired, and really, I just want a boat so that I can go and, and sail away from this place. And the tree loved the boy so much, the tree said, you know what, why don't you use my trunk and take it and make a canoe? So the boy cut down the tree and made a canoe of it and took off and sailed away. And years later, now the boy is an old man, probably, you know, 80, 90, 100 years old. The boy comes back and the tree is there and, and the, the tree says, hey, welcome back, boy, you know, come play like we used to. And he says, you know what, I'm, I'm way too old to be, you know, swinging in branches. And he says, frankly, I'm, I'm just tired. And he says, well, I have no more leaves to give you. Um, I have no more apples to give you. I have no more branches to give you. I have no more trunk to give you. He says, really all I am is just a, a stump of a tree. And all I can really offer you is just really a place to sit. And the tree gave of itself all the way down to the end, to nothing. To where you see the last scene of the book, the man is sitting down on the stump. And that's the end of the book. Pretty crazy story, right? <laughs> giving, giving isn't about money. And what we see with the tree, the application that we can take from this and take home is that the tree gave of itself all the way down to nothing. The tree was selfless. And that's the same way that Jesus Christ was when he gave himself for us. The scripture says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The love that God had was so much love that he gave of himself and sacrificed himself the sins for many. Amen, somebody. And, and, and that's that's the topic to be gleaned. The problem is, is that we have the mindset that giving is all about money and it can be money. Amen, somebody. It it, it can be money, but it's not always about money. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 says like this. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. The scripture is saying that as Christ has loved us, also let us be Christ-like. He loved us so much that he gave himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. God couldn't be more happy with you giving of yourself. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. The The way that we give of ourselves, we give of our time. Somebody may ask you to do something, spend some time on a project. Pick them up, drop them off somewhere, or, 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 or sometimes it is money. When it, when it is money, look at, let me explain something to you. How many people have jobs? How many people work? Okay, if you work and you didn't raise your hand, I, I'm gonna need you to participate. <laughs> How many people have jobs? Okay, they're still not participating, but it's okay. Praise the Lord. When you go to your job, okay? When you go to your job, essentially what you're doing is you are selling your time. When you go to an employer, an employer says your time is worth X amount of dollars per hour. That's how valuable your time is. And then you go to this place and you spend eight hours a day in this place. They pay you for each hour. If you work eight hours there... That's how much the value of your eight hours is. That's how valuable your time is. Some people make $15 an hour. Some make 20. Some make 30, 35. Some people make 50, 60, 100. Some people make a lot of money per hour. Amen. When you give of your money, what you're doing is you're essentially giving a portion of yourself. You're giving a portion of your time. And, and it's very valuable. It has to be understood that it's very valuable because time is the most precious commodity that you have. How many people know time is something you ain't getting back? You, you're not getting that back. Time is all you have. And you're not getting it back. So the time that you spend with somebody is precious. It's valuable. And when you sell that time to somebody, they give you a value back in money. When you turn around and give money to somebody, depending on the amount, that shows how much how much value you place. A person that makes fifteen dollars an hour, you know, fifteen times eight, you know, do the math. If if, if that person gives you a hundred dollars, um, that, that's a pretty big sacrifice for that person. A uh, hundred dollars is is a pretty hefty portion. That means that they sacrificed a whole day's labor. For you to show you how much they love you. A lot of people ain't really in the, in, the, in, the, in the business of walking up to people they don't know. And they don't love. And handing them money. If you are, please come see me after certain... No, I'm joking. <laughs> Why? Because your time is valuable. And that money equates to time. So that's how people are giving of themselves... When you give, you can't think of it as I'm giving money. You have to think of it as I'm giving of myself. Amen, somebody? Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Now, it's not just enough to give. It's not just enough to give. The scripture says that if you give even without love, it profits nothing to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 3. It says like this, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity is love. Amen? So what Paul is saying is that I can give myself to be burned. I can give everything that I have. If I don't do it with love, it's, no, it's pointless. It profits me nothing. Amen? The way that you show love is through what you give. When you show your love to God, you give him your worship. You give him your time. When the the wise men came to visit Jesus when he was born, they came and gave him gifts. Why? To show the love, gold and silver, frankincense and myrrh, to show the love that they had. For the newborn king amen turn to somebody and ask them where is the love brothers that's why your woman gets upset with you brothers because you don't give her your time amen you don't take her out on no date praise the lord it's a different church You gave her a $20 coin purse for Christmas. And your wife looked at it and said, oh, that's nice. In the back of her mind, she was like, wow, that's all I got? That's all I'm worth? That's how your love is measured. Your, lover, your love is measured with how much you give of yourself, how much of yourself you're willing to sacrifice. So the scripture says, Uh, Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Where is the love? Amen. Come on, let's give him a hand praise. The scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3, let's go there. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, uh, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man humbled himself and became obedient unto the death even unto the death of the cross, wherefore God hath also highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 4 says, Don't look on your own things, but look every person on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, the, the opposite of this is, is, is a person that is selfish. Y'all ever met a selfish person? Selfish person, this out for they own? Selfish person, selfish person will, will go with you um, and, and be in the car with you. And, and you guys will go somewhere and be at the 7-Eleven And the selfish person will will, will throw up, you know, on the counter, the Snickers and then the corn nuts and a bag of Doritos and a Kiwi strawberry Snapple. Uh, Put it all on the counter and um, not offer you nothing and get back in the car and then sit there and eat everything in front of you and not offer you nothing. Because they're not thinking about you. They're just thinking about themselves. Somebody about to get beat up in the house. <laughs> hey, hey, if looks get killed, I'm talking about eyeballs are burning people right now. People are just like, oh my gosh. Selfish individual, selfish individual. Us as Christians, we cannot afford to be selfish people, people that are out for them own. All- for their own glory, their own gain, looking out for themselves only. Selfish individuals. And, 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 and the selfish individual is very difficult for them because they have the, they have the mindset of give me, give me, give me. Everything costs me so much in my time and everything. And I need to keep all this because if I don't have nothing, I, 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 if I don't keep anything, I won't have anything. Yeah. Amen. Everybody know what I'm talking about? If I give this away, what am I going to have tomorrow? Right. If I give this to you right now, well, I'm not going to have enough. I'm going to eat tomorrow. Amen. (laughs) Jesus, Jesus, the scripture says that he made himself of no reputation, humbled himself. In other words, he 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 wasn't out for his own selfish gain. And the reason that it's very difficult for a person to give is because they 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 look at everything as if. That's all they're ever going to have. They need to hold on to it. This is all I have is very difficult. It's hard for me. And the scripture says that a person that has that mindset will always want, always want and never have. Because they have a poverty mindset. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them the poverty mindset. The poverty mindset is the mindset that you never have enough. So hold on to what you have. Amen. When a person has a poverty mindset, the person stays in a poverty mindset because they feel that this is all they're ever going to get and they're not going to acquire anything else. And they stay in that mindset. The only way for that cycle to be broken of the poverty mindset is to begin to give. Let me, let me break it down for you. The widow woman that was there, when Jesus, they were receiving an offering. And the scripture says that many people were coming and they were dropping bands into the offering basket. People were dropping exorbitant, extravagant amounts of money into the offering basket. And when the widow woman came by to drop her offering into the basket... The scripture says that all that she dropped in there was two mites. Well, it caught Jesus's attention because at this point, he knew that this woman was giving everything that she had, even her own living, what she had to live off of. Everybody got me? The poverty mindset says this is all I have to live off of. I need to hold on to it because I don't know where my next is coming from. The woman went beyond the poverty mindset and gave that even which she had to live off of with no thought of tomorrow. When she did that and stepped out of the comfort zone, the the scripture says that God noticed. Amen. Because she wasn't reliant on the substance of the here and now. She was looking at it in the sense that I'm going to honor God. This is how much I love God. I don't have much, but what I do have, I'm going to give because that's how much I love the Lord. The only way to change the mindset, to change the mindset is through getting a hold of the Scripture of the Word of God and allowing the Scripture now to drive your decision-making process. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Where where there is no Word of God, there is no transformation of mind. You, you continue to stay conformed to this world and not transformed by the renewing of your mind. The only way to have your mind renewed is by to put new thoughts inside. And the new thoughts that you're putting inside is through the scripture and the word of God in order to get rid of the old thinking, the poverty mindset, and putting in the blessed mindset. Amen, somebody? So, so the way to change your mind is to get a hold of the scripture. That's why the scripture said... Let's, let's you know what? Let's not go there. Look it. In order for us to be successful at serving God, we have, to, we have to continue to be doers of the word of God and not just hearers only. Now, I know people like to give. How many people like to give? Okay. Of all the people that raise their hand, about half of those people that like to give, give with the wrong thought process. And let me explain there are people that give and they know why they're giving and they know the reason and they know what to expect there are other people that give and they give selflessly and they expect nothing in return who do you think is gonna be more blessed the first person or the second person the first the second person misses out on the blessing and you're like how is that brother I'm glad that you asked because I'm going to explain it to you. Glad you asked. The second person, the one that gives, that loves to give and gives selflessly, right, of love but doesn't expect anything in return is the one that is less likely to see their blessing. Or when it does come, they'll miss it because they're not doing the scripture the scripture says like this, and you can go there if you want to. It's in, it's in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. For those of you that are up there, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 says like this. Give and it shall be given unto you. Everybody caught that first mark? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. Shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. Right away, you guys are thinking like a soda, like you got to shake up the soda and it's going to run over. Right. Let me explain to you why it says good measure, press down um, back when back in, in, in the Israelites, when they would go and the, the fields would be harvest, the the owners of the field would leave um, grain behind for others to come and glean right? Kind of like a a welfare system that was put into place. They weren't allowed to pluck the fields dry of every last seed. They had to leave some behind and gleaners would come and they would bring baskets and they would come from long distances and they would come and they would pick up the grain and they would put it in a basket. Well, to maximize their trip because it was a long trip and they had such a, a limited size of basket they would get the grain and they would put it in there and in the basket, they would shake it and then press it down. Everybody got me? In order to eliminate the air pockets, that way when they were walking back, they're not taking so much air. They're almost taking compressed compressed grain. Everybody got me? So Jesus was explaining to them a concept of how something that may look like a small package, will actually have a lot more inside of it because it's compressed. Some of you know what compressed means. We're not going to go there. But what they would do is they would put the grain inside of the basket and they would shake it in order to settle it. That's why when you get a bag of chips and the bag is this big but there's only this much chips at the bottom... You open the bag of chips and you were like, wow, it looked bigger in the store. Like that's, It's all the way at the bottom. And then on the side of the bag it says, some may have settled during shipment. Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. All of a sudden, all that air that was in there and the chips have condensed down. What they would do was they would condense all their wheat down and they would be able to add more in. Right. That's why the scripture says give and it shall be given unto you. But this is how it's going to be given. It's going to be given to you compressed so that when you open it, it is going to bust open and it's going to be a lot more than the package that it came in. Anyway, that was just a little history on why the scripture says that. I thought that would be interesting for you. But the point that I'm getting at is the scripture says in the first sentence, it says, give and it shall be given. So when a person gives, they should be doing it according to what the scripture says and expecting that it will be given unto you. Everybody got what I'm talking about? Don't get me wrong. Don't, I'm not saying go and give out of greed. I'm going to go see whatever God's going to give me. I'm just going. Not out of greed, right? But sensibly doing it according to the word of God and righteousness and giving with the expectation that God and his word will not return back unto him void. Knowing that God has to do what he says he would do. Amen, somebody? That's so the scripture says, give and it shall be given unto you. Then when I give, I'm going to expect that it's going to be given unto me. Amen. Can I go deeper? The scripture says in Malachi 310, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. How many people are bringing their tithes to the storehouse? Amen. God bless the child that brings his tithes now. The second part of the scripture, if we're going to be doers of the first part, and the only reason that we're doing the first part of the scripture is because the scripture says so. Oh, I don't have to give my money, you know. But the scripture, the scripture gives us a commandment to bring our tithes to the storehouse. So we're obedient to the word of God and we bring our tithe. Amen, somebody. Now, if we're going to be obedient to the first part of the scripture, bring our tithe, why would we not do the second part of the scripture? which is, and prove me herewith, say the Lord, right? So there's two verbs there. One is bring, right? Traer, But los que hablan Español. And the other one is prove, right? Or test, right? So those of us that ain't giving tithes, right? That are here, right? We can expect to try to put God to the test for something that we're not doing. That's normal, right? But if we are giving tithes, some of us that are, we can expect that God is going to fulfill the second part of the scripture. He's going to show himself, right? If he's saying, put me to the test, then he's going to do what he said he would do. Amen, somebody. So, in order to change our mindset, we have to start doing things according to the scripture. And doing things according to the word of God, the way that it says that we're supposed to be doing them. Amen, somebody? Amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. (laughs) Okay. So with that being said, with that being said, we give, right? And we give and we're expecting, right? For God to do something in our lives, because the scripture says so, right? The scripture says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Amen? Let's go to second, let's go to Galatians 6-7. Galatians 6-7 says like this. It says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Reap. Amen, somebody. That means that whatever you put in, that's what you're going to get out. If you are a farmer and you go out and you plant an orange seed in the ground, what can you expect to get back? An apple tree, right? No. You're going to get out whatever it is that you put in. Right? If you plant one orange seed, how many trees can you expect to get? One. How long will one tree last you? (laughs) right how far will one tree get you now if you plant 20 seeds 50 seeds a hundred a thousand how many do you get whatever you sow that shall you reap whatever you put in that's what you're going to get out whatever you do is going to be done back to you the world calls it karma how many people know what karma is No, I don't know what karma is. I don't know what that is. I was never out in the world. I've been saved all my life, sanctified, washed in the blood. Uh, I don't know anything about karma. Nothing. That's why you see somebody out there, you're like, ooh, karma gonna get you? You done stole that person's catalytic converter? You done stole that person's catalytic converter? That karma gonna get you? had your catalytic converter stolen I'm sorry for you praise the Lord karma gonna get you amen in other words that's what the world calls it it's called the law of the harvest how many people ever heard of the law of the harvest amen Amen. the law of the harvest whatsoever man sows that shall he also reap right whatever you put in that's what you get out right the world knows it as karma what goes around wow you guys are good (laughs) amen but in the kingdom of God it's called the law of the harvest it applies to every single person on the face of the earth everybody there's nobody exempt from the law of the harvest it applies to everybody the same way that the law of gravity does what is the law of gravity come on somebody help me what's the law of gravity whatsoever goes up must come down right If I hold the paper up in my hand and I release it from my kung fu grip, where is the paper going to go? You know that because you rely and you depend, you trust in the law of gravity. Amen, somebody. The same way that you trust and rely and depend on the law of gravity and you know it will never fail is the same way that you should trust and depend on the law of the harvest. No, 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 brother, you don't understand. This is all I got, and we got to make this last until next week. I got $20, and, and I, got to, I need to get to work. This is my last $20. It's my last $20, and I ain't got no gasoline. You got your last $20, you pull it to the gas tank. Let me get $4 on pump one. Just enough gas for the trip you're going on. No faith, trust in the Lord, the God that you serve. Rolling all the way on $4 of gas. Bumping Thai Tribbett. So, that's why the question is, where is the love? Lord have mercy. Amen, somebody. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Second Corinthians... 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 and verse, sec- verse 6. 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. Is everybody all right? Everybody all right? Christmas is right around the corner. Somebody going to give you something. You best believe. Praise the Lord. But the scripture says it's more blessed to give than to. Nobody knows that one? Okay. But this I say. He which sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully every man according as he purposes in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver amen so in other words Paul is starting off by saying okay listen we all understand the law of the harvest amen Whatever we give, what we give of ourselves, we can expect to receive back. Brothers, if you love your wife the way that you should properly, you can expect her to love you back. Now, there's a lot of variables in there, right? <laughs> That's why I threw the tangent, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, amen. In other words... Whatever you put in, that's what you're going to get out. Amen? So, whatever you give, whether you give a little bit or you give a lot, you can expect to receive a little bit or receive a lot. Amen, somebody? Now, this is what the scripture says. The scripture says, let me break it down. Let every man give as as he has purposed in his heart. Okay? What that means, brother, I'm glad you asked. Ready? In other words, whatever you have decided in your heart to give, that you want to give of yourself, give that. The scripture says, not grudgingly, right? In other words, not forced or because you need to. You feel like you have to. Somebody's watching you. The pastor's watching you. There's, there's 160 people in the church and you feel like he's looking to see if you're reaching in your wallet or not. Oh, my Lord, they're asking for an offering and if I don't get up and go to the front and at least drop $2 in there, they're going to look at me like I'm not giving. Amen, somebody. <laughs> in other words, what it's saying is, let me break it down for you. I want, I want, I want everyone to have the understanding. In other words, if you're giving with the wrong mindset, it's best for you to not give at all. Because you don't understand why you're giving. That's deep, huh? In other words, your giving should be backed with some type of understanding Of why what's motivating you to give understanding that Jesus Christ gave of himself right the scripture says that we should give of ourselves also right to understand that to understand that when you give it will be given unto you to understand that if you bring right everybody understand When you have the mindset of why you're giving, you're giving to love somebody. You're giving to honor somebody, the wise men. If you're giving because you think that you're forced to, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. You're not understanding the blessings that are involved with giving. Amen, somebody? so everybody in this church should have an understanding of why it is that we give amen turn to somebody next to you ask them where's the love amen somebody i will tell you today i will tell you today according to the word of god and what the scripture says If you are giving grudgingly or of necessity because you feel like you have to, if you feel like you're doing it just because you don't want nobody to call you into the office and ask you why you're not bringing your tithes, you're doing it for the wrong reason. It's better for you to ask somebody, amen? Ask Brother James, ask Lionel, ask myself, ask Pastor, why? Amen? Why? Let us explain to you the reason that God has instituted his His kingdom set up financially a certain way. You have to fall into the economy of God. Amen. Through your giving, giving of yourself. A person that is not giving, the selfish individual is going to be very difficult, hard, rough. Wondering why we always broke. Why are we always only putting $20 in the gas tank? That's the words. You know, when you always... Only putting $20? Amen. I thought we were just going to leave that there. Amen. <laughs> Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Some of you are thinking like, I put $20. What's wrong with that, brother? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 7, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 7, Proverbs chapter 13, learn how to give, give of yourself, not just your money, give of yourself, give of your time, amen, give of your love, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 7, Um, there is that makes himself rich and has nothing. There is that makes himself poor and yet has great riches. The person that is more concerned about collection, um, getting, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Just the mindset alone is a poverty mindset. Because the reason for the constant desire to obtain and get means that you always think that you broke. I need more. This ain't enough. I have to get it. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. Never willing to part with anything. Money in your hand holding on to it and all the knuckles are white. All the knuckles are white, white knuckles all the way down and then when the arm extends the elbow squeaks. <laughs> Because the person is is, is so tight and, and always on the look for money, that always a poverty mindset. It's talking about the poverty mindset. Everybody understand what I'm talking about? The flip side to the scripture. Ready? There is him that makes himself poor, yet he has great riches. It's talking about mindsets, it's talking about a frame of mind. Uh, the, the woman with the the, the the woman that gave the two mites. She gave of her living, of what she had of herself, sacrifice. It was something of value. Amen. It was something that she gave that she didn't even have. That's all she had left. She gave it. The scripture says, when there is that, that makes makes himself poor, even poor, yet has great riches. See, the kingdom of God is backwards. Backwards. If you live your life according to the economy and the way of the world, the way of the world is get, 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 obtain, get it, get this money, make this money, bands, right? Dollars, get, get, get. The economy of God is backwards. Backwards is give. The economy of God is give. Give and it shall be given unto you, right? It's backwards. So we have to understand that God's economy is different from the economy of the world. Amen. Scripture says like this, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. Let's go there. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. It says, There is that scatters and yet increases. There is that withholds more than is meat, but tends to poverty. In other words, the one that is more willing to give and just say, you know what? Just put extra on there. You know what? Just put extra. Just throw it all the rest of it out there. You know, when you get to the end of a bag of something and there's a little bit left at the bottom and you hold on to it like you're going to need it instead of just like pouring the rest in the bowl with your cereal. <laughs> Amen. You go save a little bit for the next person. That's not even enough for a bowl of cereal. Yeah, just put it in there. Amen. <laughs> There's a person that, that gives, that is always like, you know what? I ah, just give it. Just give it. Just throw it out there. Just put it out there. We'll get more. We'll get more. The scripture says that person tends to increase. Amen. Then there's the person that's really, really just like, just taking everything and just saving it. Everything. Just got to get it. Got to get it. Little hoarders. <laughs> Amen. Just gatherers, seekers, just collect it all and save it. You go to their garage; they got all kinds of stuff that they don't need. Sixty-seven hundred pencils in a box. What you gonna do with all them pencils? Ah, just you never know. <laughs> Give them pencils away. Amen. Person that just grabs on, holds on to stuff. You have to change the mindset. Amen say, change the mindset that if it's not about obtaining and getting and getting, the scripture says not to not store up treasure for yourself here on earth. The mindset of the world to get and to obtain and to acquire wealth and all that, don't get me wrong, as the children of God, we're supposed to be blessed. We're supposed to be business owners and have great jobs and well-paying jobs and all that and be blessed. But it has nothing to do with the mindset. The mindset of, of giving and, and keeping it to yourself and having the selfish mindset of give me, give me, give me. there It's just a, a, a love of self. A love of self. And really it's sad because we haven't really embraced what it is to be a Christian. If we're followers of Christ, we have to keep in mind that Jesus Christ gave himself. The sacrifice he gave of his life. He gave... Of himself all the way down to nothing. If we're Christians and followers of Christ, we can't afford to have the stingy, giddy, giddy, gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy mindset. There's no time for that in the kingdom of God. We miss the concept of what giving is. We miss faith in the God that provides all of your need according to his riches and glory. The Father, the God God that owns 10,000 cattle on 1,000 hills doesn't need our money, doesn't need your tithes and offerings. Just looking to see whether or not you're going to be obedient and have faith in the word. How many believers in the scripture do we have today? How many people, believers in God's word do we have today? Turn to somebody next to you and tell them give. Learn how to give. Learn how to give of yourself. Amen. Paul said, be followers of me as I follow Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand at this time. If it's been difficult for you, um, especially in this season right now, it's difficult for a lot of people, and um, you know, it's difficult, maybe your faith has been shaken, maybe you haven't trusted in the Lord like you should, and um, you know that the scripture tonight, the word, the Bible study has um, spoken to you, and you want to change some things right now is your time and your opportunity to repent amen somebody you can you can change your mindset instantaneously you don't have to walk out of this place the same way that you walked in you know that if you've been struggling with that and it's been difficult for you to give you feel like you've been selfish you feel like you've been stingy you can change that right now You can grab a hold of the scripture, grab a hold of the word of God, put it in your heart and change and begin to to be a doer, begin to activate that word. That's why God gave us the Holy Ghost. Now you have the power to make a change. You don't have to stay the same. God gave you power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. How many people want to change? How many people want to repent? Amen. Every hand lifted. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voices. Father, we thank you. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Father, speaks to us.